Assalamu alaikum, peace be unto you and welcome to the Male and Female Relationship Series presented by the Student Southern Regional Representative of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam, Student Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad. This series is brought to you by Supreme Spring Water, Live Supreme, Be Supreme, Drink Supreme, Supreme Spring Water. And now, let us begin our discussion of today's episode of the Male-Female Relationship Series, and it is our humble prayer that it will benefit you in your spiritual growth and development. For today, Brother Hashim, I have my colleague with me. I'm your co-moderator for today, Sister Anissa Muhammad. All praise is due to Allah. And today we have a wonderful program set up for you. We have our program, which is titled The Beauty of Marriage, Faith, Family, and Fun. I like that. The three F's, faith, family, and fun. We should put that on a shirt. But before we go any further, we're going to go ahead and hear some words from a wonderful, hardworking, studious brother in the southern region, the nation of Islam, a great helper and the regional assistant to the southern regional minister of the nation of Islam, the Abdul Sharif Muhammad. We have his assistant here with us, student minister David Muhammad. All praise is due to Allah. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness to the oneness of Allah who came in the person of Master Father Muhammad, to whom praise is due forever, and that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is the exalted Christ, and the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is the anointed Messiah. And I missed, I would like to greet all of our viewers who are tuned in with the greeting words of peace, as we said in the Arabic language, on behalf of Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad, assalamu alaikum. And that simply means peace be unto you. Thank you, thank you. And I just want to thank 
our wonderful guests that will uh, be uh, opening themselves up in their lives and their study of the life-giving teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad today. You know, the this broadcast is the vision of our beloved student regional minister, Abdul Sharif Muhammad, to help the Honorable Minister Farrakhan to strengthen our nation by strengthening our relationships. And so since marriage and family life is the very foundation of our nation, of us, our national life as a people, then to be a stronger people, then we have to have stronger relationships. So we would just like to thank all of our viewers who are tuned in on Facebook uh, Live and YouTube and various uh, means and methods. We pray a lot that it will enrich your souls, enrich your relationships. And so, brothers and sisters, we would definitely would like to thank our youth co-moderators, Sister Anissa Muhammad and Brother Hashim, as Minister Sharif is all about putting the youth out front. And so we look forward to another wonderful broadcast today. And on behalf of Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad, I thank you again. I turn it right back over to our co-moderators, Brother Hashim and Sister Anissa. As-salamu alaykum. And now at this time, we would just, you know, like our guests to um, introduce themselves, tell us, you know, a little bit about how long you've been married, you have any children, where you live, uh, just, you know, a little bit of details to get our audience to get to know you a little bit better. So we can start off with, uh, well, I see Sister, I mean, Brother Mutaka and Sister Hekava off mute, so we can start with y'all. Right, name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah who appeared to us in the person of Nasser Fard Muhammad. I further bear witness that the Elijah Muhammad is his messenger, and I indeed further bear witness that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is our divine rock, our divine reminder, our leader, our teacher, our brother, our guide, our friend, and a warner to the nations and the governments of the earth. It is in the righteous and holy names. We would like to greet Everybody listening and the sound of our voice with the green words of peace about Salaam Alaikum. And so, okay, so real quick, uh, we, we, I like to use the pro proper term and how I understand it is we began the process of marriage in 2014 because we're not yet married yet. Um, let me explain, right? What I mean by that? Married means, and how my understanding is, when you become one with the God. And we haven't completed that process yet. So I'm going to say that we have we we engaged in the process of marriage in 2014, coming up on seven years. Uh, we did follow our courtship pro protocol six months, uh, and through the courtship, engaged for a month, we got married November um, 2014. So it'll be coming up on seven years here very soon. Um, I was I was registered in 2008. I was registered in 2013. 2013? And, uh, no, I was registered in 2014. I'm sorry. 2014. Praise yeah. be to Allah. Uh, we do have two children, and uh, we live in the city of Akron, Ohio. Yes, sir. Praise be to Allah. Beautiful, beautiful. And Student Minister Chad and Sister Latricia. Praise be to Allah. Assalamu alaikum, family. Um, in the name of a lot of beneficent, the merciful. First of all, uh, most definitely, we want to thank y'all for inviting us to the show. 
Uh, we thank the uh, student regional minister, Brother Abdul Sharif, uh, for all of his hard work and sacrifice and, and putting this platform together. Uh, me and my wife, Sister Latricia, um, have been in this process of being married now since 1998. Um, um, in August, August 8 will make uh, 23 years, um, inshallah, for us being married. Um, we have been in the nation of Islam since 1994. Both came in together uh, at a, a young tender age. Uh, uh, I think I was 21 19. and she was 19. So um, we thank Allah for this journey uh, and the commitment, you know, just being in this process of being married as well as this journey of Islam. And we are out of the great city of Tampa, Florida by Allah's grace. Thank you for having us once again. Assalamualaikum. Yes. Walaikum salam. Praise be to you. I'm sorry. I forgot about the wonderful children that we have. <laughs> I'm like, what about the children? Uh, we have three. Uh, we have uh, my son in the middle, and we have uh, our son in the middle, and also two girls. Our oldest is uh, girl, then boy, then girl. So we have three wonderful children that's raised in Islam also all registered Muslim by Allah's grace also. Yes, sir. praise be to Allah. Now I'd like to turn it over to Brother Hashim for the next portion of our program. Oh, praise due to Allah. So as you can see, we have some very wonderful guests for today. I I, I think the show is going to be good. I, I, I'm, re I'm really feeling it. I'm feeling the guests. I'm loving how close they're sitting together. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, good for, it's, it's, it's good for the image, right? That's so, right. At this time, we're going to go ahead and explain the format because I know you have a lot of questions you're itching to ask, so I have to let you know how to do that. So if you go to Facebook, you go to the little search bar, you type in male-female relationship series, it'll take you right to our page. You're going to see a live video, and you're going to go ahead and actually just comment your questions into the comment section, and we have somebody surveying that, and they're going to be sending those questions directly to us. If you're watching from YouTube, same thing, go to your search bar. Type in male, female relationship series. Our live video is going to pop up. And then you'll just comment your questions right into the uh, comment section. And they will be sent directly to us. So with that, no further ado, before we hop into it, we're going to have a brief, brief intermission. As I like a little bit of water, a little bit of water before the fire. We don't even want to just burn you up. Give you something to drink and then set you on fire. So yeah. <laughs> 30-second commercial, the tech team can pull it up. Are you prepared if you have to leave your home in case of an emergency? With a portable emergency bag, you would have the food, water, and supplies that you would need for a three-day period. Order your portable emergency bag today by calling 770-884-2085. Register now for your life. Boy, you got that vision. Man, 
business or product that you would like to promote? Feature your ads in the Male and Female Relationships series, Saturday 5 to 7 p.m. Email ads 4 series at gmail.com or call 678-744-7318. Very brief intermission. We're back. We're ready. It's going to get on and popping. So with that, Sister Anissa, you have the first question. Yes, uh, praise be to Allah. So we'll start off with this question. You know, why is it important to have faith in marriage? And we can start off with, you know, any one of you, I guess, student minister Chad and Sister Tracia have been married for longer so that y'all can give, you know, that experience for, you know, to the younger couple. You can start there. Okay. Um, I believe, you know, with us in particular, because um, we both came in around the same time, that intimate relationship with Allah is extremely important because, you know, we can lean on our partners for whatever we may or may not think we need. But ultimately, Allah is at the center. So he may have, you know, his opinion. I may have my opinion or my way, but the minister teaches us that, you know, our two different perspectives are still not the truth, but Allah is the truth. So, you know, that faith is extremely important because that's what gets us through, you know, when there are trials and rocky times and we don't necessarily know what our faith is sometimes until we go through um, some things. And then we even look at it and it may not be what we thought it was or as strong as we may have thought it was, but those trials are what build us up. And that's what teaches us to get through, you know, the difficult times, whatever those times may, you know, be in each one of our relationships or in each one of our persons is different, but the faith is the most important thing, you know, because that's what really is that root of our work. So, you know, the faith itself without the work, then you, st- you will have a death and not just uh, a spiritual death, but in the marriage itself. So, you know, faith most definitely is important. Praise be to Allah. And, and I agree wholeheartedly. Um, you know, I think about when I first, uh, when my wife was my girlfriend and I first came into Islam, uh, we both knew something about Islam, but, uh, we didn't join. We just knew from the hip hop community and we knew about the minister in passing, uh, you know, just hearing them on here, there, whatnot. Uh, but when I started to get into it, when I first let my wife know about, you know, I went to a meeting and I checked it out and I remember she was asking like, well, is this something I got to be into too? I was like, nah, you got to be in this. And, um, and, but I continued to go and she started to see the change in me. And that change in me helped to inspire her to change without me, uh, without her even feeling some kind of compulsion about it. And then once she got into it, she got into it for herself and built that intimate relationship with Allah. Uh, so that's very just helpful because we can lean on each other because of our faith. And faith is just like looking way forth up the road about what's to come. Uh, so it helps us. So faith is very, very important. And it must be the cornerstone 
of our of your foundation, you know, uh, because it's the spiritual and mental part that's going to help us to get through the toughest and roughest of time. Mm, yes, praise be to Allah. Beautiful answer. Now we'll go over to Brother Mutaka and Sister Mecca. Um, as we know that marriage is half of faith, and so um, it, it's really that relationship that you're having with somebody else. It's just you and that person as it ought to be you and Allah. And if you can't be faithful to one person, then you cannot be faithful to Allah. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, the same, um, your vows that you make to your spouse is the same vows that you're making to Allah. And the person that you're marrying, you know, in the nation of Islam, we don't date. You know, when you're registered, you don't date. And so you may be marrying somebody that you do not know who they are. So me and my husband, I only knew him for seven months before we actually got married. And so it's just having that faith and knowing that you're not going to know what's going to happen. But with Allah as the center and, and as we're growing together, then inshallah, everything will work out. If he's growing and I'm growing one with Allah, then we're growing together with Allah. And I'm sorry, y'all, my baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crazy to Allah. Beautiful answer. Um, I, I think that faith, you know, the grain of a mustard seed, right? And so we have to enter, we have to keep Allah front and center of everything we do. And since, and since we know that marriage is the most important institution that we have, then we cannot remove the God which gave us everything, gave us the earth, gave us the sun, gave us the stars, gave us our parents, gave us our children, gave us the knowledge, gave us our, he gave us everything that we had. We cannot remove him from any situation and really expect to be successful. Now, Allah may allow you to experience some degree of success if you remove him, you may, right? To see how you handle it. But to me, that's not a good foundation to stand on if you take Allah out of the center of anything and definitely out of your marriage. A lot of times we get we can get enamored with our spouse, we can get enamored with our, our children, we can get enamored with our supervisor on the job, we can get enamored with material things, right? But Allah is the center of it all. If you enamor with your wife, then okay, who gave your wife or your husband the gifts, skills, and talents that he had, that he showed? Allah did. If you're enamored with your children, well, well, Allah is the one that allowed your womb. To, to, to get pregnant. Allah, Allah is the one allowed the sperm to enter into the to womb to produce the child. So a lot of times we get stuck on the surface and not really look delve into what gave birth to it all. So it's extremely important to keep, keep God in the center. And a lot of times we may get confused on what does that mean? Does that mean that we study together all the time? Does that mean that we pray together all the time? Does that mean that, you know, you sleep with the Holy Quran in, in the bed like this all day, right? So the understanding and the application can be, can get us 
kind of off track a little bit because a lot of times we get become concrete in how we look at things. Mm-hmm. You become very concrete to a point where sometimes people don't want to be around us, right? Sometimes, right? Here come the Muslims, y'all. They they go the other way. We don't want to be like that, right? We don't want to be like that. But keeping God at the center is very important in marriage and in anything you do. If you remove the God from the situa- situation, nine times out of ten, you will not be successful. Mm, yes, sir. Praise be to God. Some jewels already being dropped from both couples. Now we're going over to Brother Hashim. Praise be to God. Very beautiful answers from both couples. And you know, Brother Mutaga, I like what you said. You know, it's something. I'm just going to say this real quick. The moment I saw you, when I first saw I looked at your face and I just said, hmm, student minister. Right. <laughs> I, said, I said, hmm. I bet you that brother can be so praise me to allow you bought it as did brother Chad and Sister Latrice as well. Okay, so another question coming in. This question is a very interesting question. I like it. It's kind of relating to the topic. So practicing Islam is meant to be fun. What does fun look like in marriage and how do you incorporate it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all go first. We went first last time. Go ahead, brother. Um, well, for us, it really means like you, it's not like it stops you from doing anything. Um, if you want to travel, then you can travel. If you want to go outside and pick flowers and you know, whatever it is that you deem to be fun, you can do it. Like it's we restrict ourselves in Islam, and Islam is the furthest thing from restriction. Islam is freedom, justice, inequality, and That's peace. Right. And so we're free to do whatever it is that we want. Um, our choice of fun may not be going out and drinking, you know, whatever it is that they drinking at the bar or whatever, but we might we might get some non-alcoholic Welches. Pop a pop, pop, pop a few of those bottles, <laughs> you know. Um, you can watch, we can go to the movies, we can, we've been on cruises, and you know, we like to travel and stuff like that. Like, we can do fun stuff together. Islam doesn't stop anything, you know. We just have knowledge, so we we um, conduct ourselves in a certain manner, you know, but it doesn't change how we have fun. <laughs> we have fun. <laughs> yeah, just to add on what uh, my wife just shared, you know, this this is one of the biggest misconceptions, well, in my opinion, one of the biggest ones in Islam that people have of Islam, right? Well, well what do y'all do, right? Well, like she, like, the question is about fun. Well, look how the women dress. Are they oppressed? Let's get off topic, right? So, but to add on to what my wife just shared, the things that we are forbidden to do are things that are harmful. The things that we're forbidden to do, it's a very, very short list versus the things that we are free to do because they are not harmful. But coming out of a world that's ran by Satan, because that's how that that's the world that a lot of us come up out of. That's the mud we come up out of. That's all we know is the things that are self-destructive. So we base our actions, we base our quote unquote fun off of things that's self-destructive. And it's totally the opposite in Islam, like my wife said, it's about freedom. The things that don't that we're not supposed to do are the things that's harmful for you. And, right, and it actually restricts you. And it actually does restrict yeah. you. And so, what is what is? But answer the question: What does fun look like in marriage? 
we we like comedies, right? I like comedies. My wife likes comedies. We'll sit down and watch a comedy, right? And just laugh, right? And, and you know, we'll just laugh. Uh, we like she said, we do travel a lot. You know, we'll go to parks sometimes. We'll go outside sometimes. Um, I mean, everybody's definition of fun is different, but it to me it's real good, clean fun, wholesome fun. Um, I want to use the only use the word righteous fun, but we we host parties, and I think we had the karaoke the one night, and um, we we come we she creates a lot of different themes for people. We haven't been having no parties lately because of COVID, pre COVID. I use the word parties, get-togethers. We have food. We go out, get on the grill, and grill out. So there's plenty of options, um, but a lot of times because we're coming up out of Satan's world, we think that's the only world, right? And it's not. It's not. It really a lot opens us up. So like my wife said, freedom, justice, and equality. So fun could be anything. We like she said, we go on cruises. We go to town. I haven't want to go to Cuba. I haven't got there because of the restrictions. And um, so there's it, a lot of options in marriage and being fun, man, and enjoying each other. You have to enjoy each other. You have to be friends. You have to laugh, not be so judgmental, and just enjoy each other. And everything usually takes care of itself. Praise be to Allah. I like it. Thank you. Very, very beautiful answer. Sister Mecca, thank you very much for that. Okay, Brother Chad and Sister Latricia, correct? Yes, sir. Crazy. See, you, 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 you got to correct me. You know, us other people, we, we mess up the names, but we try. We don't need it. Crazy, <laughs> Definitely <laughs> understood. Yes, well. Praise be to Allah. So I'm going to repeat the question for you. Practicing Islam is meant to be fun. What does fun look like in marriage, and how do you incorporate it? Um, I'll say, you know, because we came in so um, at such a young age in Islam, um, we started out, you know, even I'll say the, the work itself was fun. So, you know, it whatever it was, you know, going out in the community, serving the people, we enjoyed the work like it was fun. We laughed, you know, we we built the relationship with ourselves, with the believers, with the community. So we enjoyed and had fun in that. And we reared our children in that same fun, you know, of finding, you know, making our, our Islam fun and entertaining and, you know, not making it so restrictive as the brother and sister um, pointed out before, but that finding that fun in the work and in the love of Islam and what we were doing was extremely important. And then in our family, um, when we do things like, you know, family night on Tuesdays, we still hold that, you know, dear to our family game night, uh, whatever it is that we find um, it, that is fun in, in the sense of that word. And the minister really tells us, you know, as women in particular, that the only thing we're forbidden really to do is the thing that defiles us. So, you know, we we have fun with our righteousness, you know, regardless of, of what it is that we're doing. Um, I heard student minister Nuri made this point before. Um, where he was talking about, in particular, the restricted laws. And, and it made perfect sense. We had gone out to a theme park in Tampa. We're in Tampa. So we have Bush Gardens. We had gone out to a theme park and rode, you know, several roller coasters and all kinds of things. And he explained to us that, you know, some people may think that, um, you know, having a restriction holds you back. But in order to enjoy some of those rides, you you wouldn't get on without your seatbelt or your harness or, you know, whatever holds you into the seat. But that doesn't prevent you from enjoying the ride that secures you so that you can enjoy it. 
And so, you know, Islam does that for us, you know, to, to allow us those, um, that safety to enjoy ourselves and be able to laugh and have fun and, and really um, maintain our righteousness, which really is ultimately the, the fun that we should be seeking. You know, it, it, we should find a way to have our righteousness be that and, and a part of our regular everyday practices. So it most definitely, we, I will say my, we laugh a lot. My husband is, is very funny and even unintentionally at times. So, you know, we most definitely laugh a lot. <laughs> yes. yes, we do. Praise be to Allah. Great answer, baby. Um, yeah, I, I most definitely have to, uh, uh, you know, just in addition to what my wife is saying, most definitely we laugh. You know, we don't ride, we don't ride on roller coasters at Bush Garden like we on post. We're gonna holler. We're gonna take crazy pictures. We're gonna have to throw our hands up. We're gonna act like little children. We're gonna enjoy ourselves. Um, I listen to J. Cole. I like Kendrick Lamar. The difference is we might get the clean version of it. That's that's just it. You know, we watch the video, we're looking for clean version. Do they got a clean version? That's how we do. I like Rick Ross, I like the beats. Um, Sister Mecca, I listen to her stuff. Fun is those two videos that you've seen that y'all presented earlier during the show. You see, that was fun. You know, we was in there cooking. My wife had the, um, what's the thing called? The whisk. The whisk. I just took it from her like it was the mic and I started going on and dancing. That's fun. That's just fun. We have our fun. You've seen the video with our dear sister and brother on it. That's fun. So we do it in, in a manner that's still pleasant to the eyes and that's not disrespectful. That's the kind of fun that we have. In Tampa, uh, Moss 47, we do a lot of fundraisers. We have talent shows. We dress up. We do 70s parties. We dress. We act the fool. We just have we have fun. We do things that inspire and motivate us to do more, uh, you know, through righteous competition and being able to also make money to help to support um, the Moss, the study groups abroad. Uh, fun to me. And marriage also, just how my wife said, you know, Tuesday night, we have family night. To be able to play a board game, the Supreme Wisdom board game, and it's going to have actual facts in it. It's going to have general orders and we learning, but at the same time, we having fun. Fun in Islam and in marriage is helping that brother that's a dope dealer that, that once was on Christ, the sister that's going through hard times. And then Allah using us as in, in, to intervene in their, their life. And now you start to see the person that had the long dreads, uh, that wasn't doing nothing, uh, that was hanging out on the corner. Now he's suited and booted or she uh, dressed up and you know looking nice and we reproducing ourselves, being fruitful and multiplying spiritually. That's fun. Mm -hmm. you know. So we, we still have our fun. We still enjoy life. We ain't no tight people to sit up Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You know, do this and that. We enjoy ourselves. So I don't know what they think about most of us. We have fun. We get it in. Praise yeah, be to Thank Praise you. Be to Can I add on briefly, just real quick before we move on? Briefly. Now, we're taught that the restrictive law, a lot of times we can say restrictive laws, right? But the title is Restrictive Laws of Islam is Our Success. We tend to leave that part off. The Restrictive Laws of Islam is Our Success. It's not the Restrictive Laws. It's the Restrictive Laws of Islam is Our Success. So what's forbidden for us is really to help us be successful. 
But real quick, let me add on, right? We do watch movies together. I mean, I watch movies. Watch sports. We go to amusement parks. She has a studio. So I'll get in the studio. I'll drop a couple bars, even though I'm around no seats and master. I'm just in there just having fun, right? Like she's like the brother said, we do make videos and record videos. And at Savior's Day, we was going to do like a secret. Did we do a secret center one year? I'm not secret center. Secret Savior, I'm sorry. <laughs> secret Savior, right? For Savior's Day gift where we would exchange gifts. Not Christmas, right? Because we, a lot of us coming up out of that world, but we'll have a secret Savior and we would exchange gifts. So, you know, a little bit of fun. You know, a little fun. So I just wanted to add that to the machine. I'm sorry if I took up any extra time. Praise <laughs> me to a lot. No, it was fine. Thank you for uh, that addition. Very beautiful answers from both couples. Thank you, Brother Mataka. And I and don't and I, and I caught that, uh, Brother Chad. I caught how you said fundraiser instead of fun. <laughs> yeah, I caught that. And that, 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 that was that was All right, turn it over to you, Sister Nisa, for the next question. Yes, sir. And you know, the minister during Savings Day when he spoke at the youth retreat, he actually said, you know, Islam is fun. And so that you know, the answers that we've heard today, um, like I really like that came back to my mind, like, oh yeah, like they're best y'all basically are reflecting, you know, what the minister said, you know, Islam is fun, and but more so actually showing how Islam is fun. And so I want to ask this next question. What happens to a marriage in a family that lacks fun and what is the remedy? And we can, you know, go to either couple. I see Sister Mecca thinking. <laughs> um, so whoever wants to, you know, Brother Chad. Yes, I'm open. Uh, if y'all ready, y'all can go ahead. This Sister Mecca. Okay. Okay. Are we going? I don't know. <laughs> All right, so we'll go first this time. So take out a screen and you want to start it, baby. Um, you know, it it's it almost reminds me that that question, beautiful question, because it makes me think of really um self-improvement in that sense of you know, really spending that time to kind of analyze where we are so that we can identify those things and then self, you know, go through the stages so we can correct it. And a family where there is no fun, you know, it really does become um robotic in the sense mm. and 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 not real um it in the beginning of our um of our relationship that that was kind of even though we were in you know not in islam but it was when we found fun things to do that's how mm. we you know we would determine what we we're going to do for for to spend time together so if that was at the root of it or at the beginning of it then we most definitely have to do a check to make sure it stays in you know it should be growing in that sense so you can see the death of it, um, of a family or the falling away or the children start to re, um, to rebel or um, a lot of times if there's no attraction, no fun in it, the children feel like, you know, it's Islam is not fun. So we really I can't say we really we were striving to make sure that our children in particular stayed um you know, really just fell in love with Islam for themselves versus them, you know, as children having to be here or be at the mosque. And sometimes, you know, I, I'll admit it's long hours, longer than maybe the average child may want to be there, but trying to make sure that we keep the fun in Islam for them as well, so that they don't start to find the fun of the world more attractive than what we have to offer and to, to keep them 
you know, in that same spirit of wanting to be registered Muslims for themselves, wanting to do the work, wanting to serve the people, um, wanting to practice their Islam. So we, if you don't have that, then you can start to lose the very uh, essence or the core of the family. So it really is, we have to take that time to almost treat it like a, like a, we're going through a self-improvement for the family, really to see, you know, what's going on, get back at the root of it and then implement that fun again in, in, a, you know, in a way that that's helpful for our family. Cause what may be fun for us may not be fun to some other, another family. So really just to make sure we keep that in. Absolutely. Um, and I, I think, um, one of the big things that you hit on is that, you know, it, it really makes it boring, to be honest. You know, it, it'll be boring. You take the fun out of Islam, out of the marriage, uh, it becomes boring. It becomes stale. Uh, it's like dead people walking around. And it's a mental, it's like a, it's a funeral, a, a funeral. You see, see how to put fun and funeral? You know, it's, it's we don't want that. So we, we don't want that part. We want things to be still exciting. We still want to enjoy ourselves. So the foundation, just having fun, even at the beginning, like my wife said, of our relationship, we did things. Uh, we enjoyed it. So now coming to Islam, imagine if we was to put a halt to that and we don't do things where we can still enjoy, you know, then it'd be like we came into something that, uh, that's very boring. Um, Master Farad Muhammad, you know, he danced, he did the wasp. You know, he liked baseball. So if the God can do things where they can, he can enjoy uh, things that excite him, then what's wrong with us when you, are, when you see the minister go and watch sports or go and watch a boxing match or anything like that, uh, getting on Facebook, you know, getting on TikTok, doing different things, but still keeping our righteous behavior, still staying within those restricted laws and just enjoying ourselves. I think the, the last thing I close on is that we just have to make more opportunities. Uh, to present funds, you know, like do more talent shows, you know, I never forget, you know, you go to Savior's Day and I remember it was, uh, you know, you have uh, Muslims comedians, you know, like, and I think a lot of times, you know, people just think we can't be comedians, we can't be entertainers, we can't play sports and whatnot, that they just think uh, that we become, as my wife said, very robotic in our uh, religion. And the thing that Christianity, one thing that I missed that when I used to go to the church, and that kept me awake. And y'all, y'all know it. If y'all was ever in the church, it's the quiet. See, they go there and the, the drama drumming and the people singing songs. They clap their hand. They up. Uh, you know. Then once the preachers start talking to the son, that's when it start getting boy. You start falling asleep. So now you got people that's coming into the mosque and they looking for where's the the piano player, where's the drama, and and all of this, and they don't see that. So we have to ask ourselves, well, what can we do to attract them? What can we do that's gonna allow them to still have fun? And especially going against what this world offers so much. So we have to have fun in our Islam, in our marriage life. It's very, very important. Thank you. Praise be to Allah. Yes, sir. Praise be to Allah. We brother Mutaka and Sister Mecca. Praise be to Allah. Uh, so I think a lot of times as Muslims, we you know, we can be sticking the mud. I call it sticking the mud Muslims. I don't I don't know if y'all familiar with that terminology, well, we do get kind of robotic. And, you know, it can be kind of repulsive to other people when we come around, right? Because we can be so robotic. We, 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 we're judging everything. Oh, you, you stepped in your house with the left foot. No, you're supposed to step in with the right foot. Oh, no, you, 
you drinking with you eating with the wrong fork or you know whatever little silly things that you know when we get this knowledge that's just I'm being facetious but but sometimes we can be that judgmental right and that's 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 repulsive relax you know life is short right so if your if your marriage is lacking fun what what in my opinion what the remedy is is that you're gonna have to find should already found it right but if you have it right you're gonna have to find some common commonalities with your spouse what what is it that y'all like to do uh what do y'all both like right and then do that thing together whatever it is if me, me and my wife may be different from everybody else that's listening we may share some of the same ones right but find some commonalities with your with your spouse that y'all can do together and enjoy each other's time right now there's gonna be some things that one spouse like that the other spouse don't like. So guess what? You're going to have to make some sacrifices and you're going to have to enjoy what your spouse enjoys, even though you probably can't stand it, right? Do it because you're doing it together. And that's the important part. It's not always about quote unquote fun. It's about building a strong marriage, right? So you're going to have to make some sacrifices, right? I watch football, right? My wife, I know she don't like football, but she'll sit and watch it with me. And I know she don't like it. I'm just using it as an example. And so that's 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 what I see. You're definitely going to have to uh, bring some fun into the marriage because you don't like brother. I think brother Chad, excuse me if I, if I didn't get your name right, brother. It's going to get very boring. You're not going to want to be around each other because it's dull. It's dry. It's corny. It's boring. And that is not a good foundation for a successful marriage. Um, It can a boring marriage more than likely can probably lead to adultery. Um, because if you're not keeping the attraction of your spouse, like we've all said, you're gonna find it somewhere else. And um, I think that you know, comedy or just fun period is a normal part and should be a normal part of everybody's life. To not have fun isn't normal. You know, because we're social, we're social beings. So to not have fun isn't normal. Not saying that you're supposed to have fun all the time, but to not have fun at all isn't normal. And so I agree 100% with, with what everybody else said. Um, it can, it, it's going to cause a death to the marriage because when, when, when you bore, you tap out. You know what I'm saying? When you read in and you don't understand something or you're getting bored, you begin to fall asleep. You tap out. You don't want to do it anymore. It's the same thing when you were. I know you. We've probably been around somebody who was boring and we would think it in our mind like, I wish I could leave. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And more than likely, we didn't hang out with that person again. We didn't do that thing again. And so it's, it's the same thing. You're not going to want to be around your spouse. You're not going to want to spend time with your spouse. And really the only remedy for that is like my husband said, is to find that that common ground and to try to have fun. That's really the only remedy, you know, whatever it is that y'all have in common. Um, because having fun outside of the marriage, but not having fun in the marriage can also lead for you, right. can also lead to y'all departing. Right. So you'll have to find it together, not on the opposite spectrum. Right. And just to add real quick, I'm sorry. The minister gives us study guides. One of the study guides that he gives us is called Struggle for Balance. 
And so when, when we're in marriage, it's always a struggle for balance and whatever it is, right? Right now we're talking about fun, but like my wife said, it's not always about fun. It's about a balance of fun, of children, of spending quality time together, of uh, studying together, of doing whatever it is. It's finding that struggle for balance. That's always going to be there. From day one where you say, I do, till a lot calls you home, that struggle for balance will always be there. And we have to maintain that balance to maintain a healthy a healthy marriage. And put it first. Mm, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Praise be to Allah for those beautiful answers by both couples. And now we'll go to Brother Hashim with the next question. We've got our commercial break coming up in 15 minutes. Praise be to Allah. And did, did Brother Chad answer? Did, pardon me. Yeah, okay. Praise be to Allah. Okay, okay. You, you got to forgive your brother. My mind is all foggy. So with that, very wonderful question and wonderful answers. I enjoyed both of them. So this answer, this question it's also an interesting one. As you can tell, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Um, so here's the question. Based upon both of yours experience and knowledge in the institution of marriage, what is the most beautiful aspect of marriage? We, we, we always look at the, you know, when we think of marriage, everybody's like, oh, I'm tied down. Oh, I'm restricted. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. No, 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 no. We're done with that. Not today. What is the most beautiful aspect of marriage? Based upon your knowledge of and your experience in it, what is the most beautiful part of marriage? Are we going first? I can go first. I mean, that's, that's easy for me. Okay, okay praise be to Allah. One of the most beautiful aspects of marriage for me is knowing that I got a wife to take care of me, right? That's going to cook. That's going to clean. I'm going to go out. I'm going to produce what Allah allows me to produce. When I come home, I know I got my wife here who's been taking care of responsibilities at home. I have children waiting for me at the door, jumping up and down. Daddy, daddy, daddy. When I'm there, that's priceless, right? And so that, that what's the word I'm looking for? Parameters, for lack of a better term, knowing I got my wife at home. I got my children here. I'm going to go out and produce what Allah allows me to produce. Come home. My family is here. I did what I'm supposed to do. My family's doing what they're supposed to do. And just having that prayer, I'm not, you know, in places where I'm not supposed to be at night, creeping at night, spending money outside of my house, outside of my family that don't need to be spent. And just having those parameters, really, again, restrictive laws of Islam is our success. And to me, that to me is, is, is it may be small, but it's such a beautiful part of marriage, in my opinion. That's why when you said it, I was like, oh, that's easy. For me, that's not a that's not a, a whole elaborate answer, but it's the simple things, man. It's not the to me, it's not the big things. It's the small things and the simple things that really make a difference. Um, I would say that um, some of before I got married, I was 20 when I got married. And there were, you know, a lot of people who were worried about me. You know, I know the worry came from a, a good place because I was so young and I was going straight from my parents' house into moving in with a man that I only knew for seven months. But a lot of the, the things that were said, well, you know, you need to live your life and, you know, you need to do this and you need to do that before you get married. But it's like, why can't I do that with my husband? And my husband has um, broadened my horizons uh, extremely. 
he is um he is i learn a lot from him so where i lack he picks it up like and i mean i just i learn a lot from him and and i'm not where i want to be but there are a lot of things about him that i can um use for my own improvement he's like my mirror and um I mean, there's just a lot of things about marriage that are beautiful. But I, what I would say is that always having a friend, you don't have to worry about trying to find somebody. You already found your person. You don't have to worry about, I mean, I, some people might. I know I don't have to worry about being stepped out on. Um, it's just, again, it's simple, but it, it holds a lot of value just to have that person that you know, this is who I'm going to be with, security. inshallah, for the rest of my life. You have the security yeah. of, just of having it. Yeah. Yes. Peace of mind. It brings right. peace. Right. Praise be to Allah. That was, uh, that was heartwarming. You know, I, I think uh, I, I think I might have a little bit of uh, <laughs> some sweat of the eyeball. All right. Very beautiful answer. Okay. Same answer for uh, same question for uh, Brother Chad and Sister uh, Latricia. Uh, based upon your knowledge of and your experience in marriage, what is the most beautiful aspect of marriage? Hmm. Oh, I have a beautiful answer from um, Sister Mecca and Brother Mutaka. Um, I would just add that um, we really, I would say that I really have found. Um, you know, my husband, we are best friends in the in the most sincerest form of that word. And I don't think, you know, because we were very young when we, we met. I was 16 and he was 18. So we were very young, but it really is where he is my best friend. I, I have to admit that, um, you know, I can go and do things with other people, but in the back of my mind, and we both will sometimes call each other and say this, we still can imagine it being more fun with each other. Um, so it, that, that beauty of, you know, marriage really being, uh, growing into what that really means. Cause it's a loose term sometimes, especially when we're first starting out, marriage is half our faith, but to finally start to get an understanding and really an experience more so than an understanding of what that really means, because we had some trials over the years where we really had to have faith in Allah to get through it and then to be on the other side of some of those trials and look back, like it really increases faith. So I think that, you know, a lot really giving um, us a soul meet mate um, in one another, it really mm -hmm. has been just a beautiful experience. And then to see the extension of ourselves and our children and, um, and others, and, you know, that we're able to, to really see our marriage or, or, you know, have people come to us for, um, counsel or to be able to see beauty in other marriages and seek counsel, you know, it really most definitely, it just has been a beautiful experience to look back over the years and see, you know, it's not, it's not what the world makes it seem, you know, that it, it's a, it's destined for failure. Like to really look back and see, you know, we really are in the struggle and having faith that inshallah will be in this struggle of, of trying to be one with the law so we can be one with each other, you know, it really has just honestly been a beautiful experience. And for me, I'll just say, just in closing, I grew up in a single parent home. You know, my mother, uh, may Allah be pleased with her, 
raised me by herself. And then on top of that, she passed away, um, you know, when I was really young. So having family like this really is, I'm, I'm over grateful. And I think a lot every day and, and think a lot all the time for being able to be in a marriage, which was not something that I really experienced in my home. You know, I had examples in my grandparents and what have you, but to really be on the other side and, and really looking back that a lot had favor on me to allow me to be in something that I really didn't experience growing up. So I, I'm grateful to Allah, you know, praise, praise me to Allah. Yes, ma'am. Um, in addition to what my wife was saying, you know, I would just say, um, uh, you know, a life partner that you have uh, in this process of being married and to think, uh, you know, someone that's tailor-made by God for you, uh, to, to help produce children that's tailor-made uh, for you also and to share with the world. Uh, Islam is just so beautiful because, because our women have their own class that's catered to them while we have our own class that's catered for us. And that the core of it is God and that foundation. So we like getting the best of his creation. So we don't have to go off. It's cool like that we learn from mom, from auntie, great grandma taught this and that and whatever, you know, but to get someone that's uh, that's tailor-made from God, that he tells her, well, this is the way, I don't have to ask my wife what's in the food. I already know whatever she cook and put on that plate, I can eat it. And I know that she's making it with the best of ingredients, to the best of her knowledge. I know the class that she in. I know when I come from soldier and I got a hole in my pocket from so much change that I could give it to her. She's gonna sew it, sew it up. I know that if I'm out late at an FOI class that's supposed to end at 9.30 and I come home at 11.30, that she knows a meeting after the meeting, after the meeting, then we talk some and then talk on the way back. She's gonna be understanding about that because it's, you know, it's, we're building with each other. And to be able to grow for such a long period of time, uh, though we've been married uh, in August to be 23 years, but we have been together this year, make 30 years. And to be nowhere tied, like just still, like, oh, Allah, keep giving us 30 plus 30 more. You know, where else can you find that at? Uh, you know, so why would we leave? Why would we? Look at like, oh, I'm tired. It's not like a car you trade in. It's not like a house or apartment. You move into a bigger one or in this neighborhood. You know, we signed up for this for life. So through the ups and down, uh, you know, just being friends and just being uh, putting God at the center is just the best aspect of being in this marriage. Praise due to Allah. Thank you very much for those beautiful answers. I really enjoyed that. Okay, we have a, we have a few more minutes. I don't know if you are, if we're gonna be able to condense it to our next commercial break. I'll turn over to you, Sister Nisa. If you want to ask the next question? Yes, sir. I feel like we can probably go ahead and do our commercial break now, and then because I have a question that I don't know if it'll if y'all can answer it in like
has been so many things that's held us down But now it looks like things are finally coming around I know we've got a long, long way to go And where we'll end up, I don't know But we won't let nothing hold us back We're putting our show together We're polishing up our act And if you've ever been held down before I know you refuse to be held down anymore Don't you let nothing go We are back after a brief commercial break. And at this time, before we move any further, we would like to ask that if you are enjoying this show, which we know you are, otherwise you wouldn't be watching right now. So if you are enjoying this show, which we know you are, please donate at least $1. Help to support this show so that we can continue to put this on for you because we love you. Cash app us at hashtag Number four, male, female series. Again, that's cash tag number four. Just the number, just the digit, male, female series. Again, send at least $1, whatever the God has put on your heart to give. Please give it because we do not get support from the government. So at this time, I'm going to go ahead and turn it back over to my co-host here, Sister Anissa. Yes, so at this time, we would now like to bring before you our dear sister, Andrea Muhammad, with the Farrakhan Corner of the Day. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you, Sister Anissa. From Closing the Gap, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan states, the question is, what is fun? Fun to one person is ignorance to another. Fun to another person is what is trifling to another. The question we have to ask is what is fun with God? Does God engage in trifling things? Does he engage in things that are foolish? So what I found as fun is the joy of learning today what I did not know yesterday. I literally enjoy my teacher teaching me things on the violin that I didn't know and then making a joke of what I did wrong that I now am learning to do right. We don't have time for trifling things. Children should not be engaged in just silly things, playing with toys that do not teach. The joy of living is the joy of learning. Since Almighty God, Allah, created us as a reflection of himself, it would seem that from as early as we can think, we should find joy in the discovery of truth. We should find fun in the discovery of things that grow us, that edify us, that evolve us toward God. All praises are due to Allah. Thank you, Sister Nisa. Praise be to Allah. Yes, ma'am, for that beautiful quote by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And so now we'd like to go ahead and return back to our Q&A segment. And we'll start it back off with this question. Because I know um, Brother Mutaka, you know, brought up the struggle for balance. And so, you know, 
how do you balance the work, family, hobbies, and a professional life? And, you know, either couple can start us off. Um, I see both both couples thinking hard, Brother Chad and Sister Latasha. Yeah. Praise be to Allah. Um, all right. So um, very, very great question. Um, one of the things I learned over the years to see that they all go together. A lot of times, you know, in the nation, we might be like, yeah, you know, it's rough, man, because I got to go on this, this white man job. And then, you know, I'm trying to get off that. And then, you know, I work for the white man and then I got to come home. But, you know, we don't. You don't work for the white man. You work for your family. Now you might be on the job that he provided uh, the opportunity for, right. or contribute to that which is going toward. So the finances we get that what we make it go towards helping our family. So we have to make sure that it's all like a bundle deal. Uh, you know, incorporate. We most definitely have to have balancing. That's very, very important. Like the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said in the struggle of balance, he said, but before the bird can can fly, you have to have his balance. So the bird just don't come out of the womb and learn to fly, have to be able to balance himself. And that's the kind of balance that we have to look for. You know, we have goals we want to do in life, but we still have to balance things. You know, it's like, you know, being into the nation of Islam as a registered Muslim. You go through ranks. Um, by Allah's grace, I'm able to be a student minister now, but I was a record keeper at one time. I was a FYI coordinator at one time. I was a FYI captain at one time. And then you have to grow. But that growing most definitely have to take balance. A great way you look at it is the same way with male and female relationship. My wife helps me with that balance that I know if I, if I didn't have her, I wouldn't have that kind of balance. If I was out there doing all of that work and then I have to come in with uh, four walls, a cold home, uh, it wouldn't be the same. If I had to do all of that, then have to come and prepare my meals. And, and I only know how to cook breakfast. That's it. So I have to be egg sandwich at the egg sandwich at the egg sandwich. Omelet, throw a little bit of stuff in here, you know, kind of switch it up. And it's only so many ways that you can make eggs. So she gave me that balance and able me to be able to eat other things that's good. And I'm a vegetarian, so it'll, it'll be real rough, you know, without, without that. Um, so it's very, very important, you know, having fun, as we mentioned about earlier, that's part of that balance. And just making sure that everything is in its perspective and giving time to and being there and and um, uh, in present time, you know, so like right now, we're not on the phone going doing this and that, you know, we're on this show, we're on the show. We dedicated that time for this. So you have to be in present time or whatever you're doing. I think that helps out also with that balance. And I will add, his eggs are, are phenomenal. So, you know, he, he's mastered the egg. Uh, yeah, that's all I could though. That's <laughs> why I mastered it for 30 years, 40 years. Praise <laughs> to Allah. But, to add on to that, um, really to have um, things that are dedicated uh, to the point that my husband. So if time is dedicated for a date night or, you know, whatever we uh, set that si that time aside for, sticking to that schedule so that we can ensure there's balance. 
Um, you know, we even do things like where we make, we call it uh, unplug from the matrix, where we really will separate from this, the phone, you know, technology or the phone and really dedicate time to being in that present time, enjoying whatever that moment is. So we make sure we're there. Um, you know, it, it, it helps to have things written out um, to ensure that you, you know, it's like a checks and balance. So if it's written down or you have certain targets, certain calendars, you have things you can go back and check and not be spooky about it or, you know, feel like, you know, well, I put it out there, you know, on Fridays, we're going to do X, Y, Z. No, put it, put pen to paper or to your cell phone or whatever it is and schedule those things out so you can ensure the balance and check on it. Right. It's, it's, we don't assume what's in our bank account. We go back and we check the balance. So we really, you know, you want to make sure that we check on our marriage in that same manner because it is the foundation. It is that important. So, you know, ensuring that we have that battle, that balance as we struggle for it, but also checking to make sure that it's there. And then when it's out being honest with one another, you know, and accepting that honesty that this really is not, it's not balanced. It's not a knock. It's I'm pointing out truth. You know, it, it, it there is no balance there. Something's not working out or something's not right because now things are tipped one way or the other. But really mm -hmm. being honest in that assessment and being able to be able to accept that honesty. Right. Praise be to Allah. Mm, praise be to Allah. Yes, ma'am. And Brother Mutaka, Sister Mecca. And I can come. I can repeat the question if y'all need it. Uh, sure. Yes, ma'am. Yes. So the question was, you know, how do you maintain balance between, you know, the work, between family, between hobbies and the professional life? This is a beautiful question. Let me say that. And I'm glad that whoever came up with it, came up with it in this Brazilian show. Um, so you can go the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teaches us God family, nation. That's the pecking order. A lot of times we get outside of the pecking order and then we wonder why we may not be successful as, as we should. It's God, family, nation, right? So if you are skipping God and family and you got all your time to the nation, you're out of order, period, all right? If you go God, right, and then nation, you're out of order. If it's all family and you ain't got no time for God or nation, you're out of order. Is God, family, nation? Is that important to maintain the pecking order that which the Honorable Minister Sparkhan gives us? Right? Goes back to struggle for balance. It's a serious struggle, right? Because we have a lot of things that we try to get accomplished in nation this time. We have a lot of details. Maybe not so much now because of COVID, but pre COVID, we had a lot of details, fundraisers. We had our classes, you know, uh, community events, um, getting ready for, of course, Savior's Day. Holy Day of Atonement. And so finding that balance is 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 can be tough, right? But at the same time, after difficulty comes ease. So we you it's important to keep in mind, like I said, I've said several times, the God family nation is very important to tend to the God within, right? Which is very important. Okay, skip that out. It's very important you tend to your family. If you always gone. And you always at classes and you know you're always gone and never had time for your family, like ever. That's that's not good. That's not good because you know, you may be on this end thinking you're doing something, you may be winning on this end, but back here you're losing because you're not with your family. You've lost your family, they don't know you, they're you're a stranger, right? That's not that's not building a nation. It's not. 
And I don't know how sometimes we can fool ourselves thinking we are. God, family, nation, right? And so another part is, for me, is Allah promised us money, luxury, good homes, and friendships are all walks of life. So if we are so focused on the God part, but we're not producing money, lux money, luxury, good homes, and friendships are all walks of life, something is wrong. If we totally focus on family, but we're not producing money, luxury, good homes, and friendships are all walks of life, something is wrong. If we still solely focus on the nation part, and we're not producing money, luxury, good homes, and friendships are all walks of life, something is wrong. And so we have to maintain the pecking order that the minister gives us in order to produce money, luxury, good homes, and friendships are all walks of life. But let me double back, because you could be following that pecking order and still not producing money, luxury, good homes, and friendships for all walks of life, right? Is Master Farad Muhammad a liar? No, he's not. He's incapable of lying. So it's something what's inside of us that is holding us back from manifesting that which the God has already given to us. It's already, it's already there for the taking. Why haven't we got it yet, right? It's something missing inside that struggle for balance between God, family, and nation. Something is missing. You could be doing everything. You could be, you could be walk, going through the motion. But if you're not producing what Allah has already uh, uh, promised us, something is wrong. And let me add one more tip, and I'm going to get past my wife. I'm sorry. I'm going to get a little bit um, winded a little bit, right? You really made a good point. Being married, being married you, you can't find balance being single. You can't find balance. You can't. It's impossible. You may think you're finding balance, right? But you can't because the woman brings a unique perspective that the male may mix. We may not see that she'll pick up on. You need that thing to help bring balance to it all. Yes, my praise be to Allah, Mr. Mecca. Um, I'll say that uh, the struggle for balance is real. The struggle is real. Um, it's an experiment. And you're going to have to go through trial and error in order to actually find that balance. It's not going to happen overnight. And then both parties have to be willing uh, to understand each other and really to understand uh, the circumstances and the situations that are causing the struggle to where you can't or don't have the balance. So um, it definitely takes understanding, it takes patience, um, it takes faith, because you don't know what the outcome is. Um, and it definitely takes, you know, strengthening your relationship with a lot. Because if, as a woman, if you're, with a, if you're with a man who produces, if you're with a man who produces, you know, then he's going to be out producing. And so we have to, you know, really create our relationship with a lot together to equal out that balance. We have to do and we have to do what we have to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's for balance. I think our relationship with a lot is because if it's off, then it, you're going to see risks in the relationship. 
Yes, ma'am. Praise be to Allah. Thank you both couples for those answers. Now we'll go to Brother Hashim with the next question. Praise be to Allah. I know it may seem like I say this every every meeting. Pardon me if I'm repetitive, but I just I just did not know that we were gonna be coming to ministry class. I mean, I, I say I, I say this all the time, but I'm I'm thinking, you know, I, I'm thinking a nice little relationship talk or whatnot. Come to find out, it's just a full on it's a it's a full on ministry class. So it, it I, I'm learning a lot. It's beautiful. All praise to Allah. I'm gonna go ahead and continue because who wants to hear me talk all day, right? Okay. So this question is coming in from the brothers, and it's like very interesting. Okay. What advice would you give to those who are seeking courtship and ultimately marriage? So what advice? What are you going to tell them? Young person, not married, doesn't have the experience you do. They want to court. Ultimately, they want to get married. What are you telling them? Huh? Y'all quiet. I got some advice, all right, but um, yeah, it's just Latricia. What are you telling? Uh, praise be to Allah. Great question, first of all. Uh, you want to start, um, I I would offer, you know, what the the minister offers us is, you know, really qualify yourself. You know, we we have to qualify ourselves for that position. So the courtship process doesn't start when we're in the process. It starts before the process. So, you know, before we even consider it, making that real honest assessment and confronting what it is that either we need to work on before we're ready to take on that responsibility. But really, if we have that opportunity to consider courtship, you know, as the question was asked, really take that consideration seriously and make sure that we've qualified ourselves because it's marriage is a beautiful thing. It's not an easy thing. So we most definitely want to make sure that we have some foundation to stand on. So I think before we consider getting into it or, or asking for someone or, or being in that, um, that in that actual process, but really preparing ourselves for it, um, you know, going through the courtship manual, you know, and, and, and really taking stock of where we are or are we really prepared? And then also, ensuring that that relationship with Allah is is really being developed. It's not going to, um, to the point earlier, it's not going to be fully there because marriage does is half of our faith, but really taking stock of where we are and being honest because sometimes we don't confront some of the things that we really need to and we, we think that marrying someone is going to um, improve that situation, whatever it is. But really being honest, if we have that opportunity to consider courtship, really being honest in that assessment. You know, that that would be my advice. Absolutely. Um, in addition, you know, I would say a uh, great point. Um, qualifying ourselves. That's the biggest thing. Um, you know, we have to get to that point where it seems like all that's missing is uh, our spouse. Uh, but we can't we can't try to have a spouse before we have a house. We can't try to have a honey before we making money. It just won't make no sense. It's not gonna work out like that. You know, old school used to say romance uh, without finance is a nuisance. And we have general orders. 
And it said, allow no one to commit a nuisance on or near our post, right? So we want to make sure we qualify. Uh, we want to get our life and affairs in order uh, and prepare ourselves for this lifetime commitment. And, you know, sometimes it can take a while. Uh, but desire feeds the will. So if this is what we desire to have, uh, a help me. And like the minister say, you know, we don't need someone to help us to meet nothing. If we have nothing and we're going nowhere and nowhere fast. We don't need a help me for that. Uh, but we need someone that's going to help us in life that we compare and reflect uh, with each other and to mirror each other and to complement each other. You know, me and my wife come from two different backgrounds. Uh, she was more of the college, you know, the street, um, the college and book smart person. I was more of the street smart, you know, person. Um, you know, our neighborhoods were somewhat kind of the same. Uh, she was more more in the projects than me. Like she's, her neighborhood was pretty rough, y'all. You know, it's pretty rough. Uh, my neighborhoods was kind of rough, uh, but she was raised right and raised in a good family. And she was the good girl, but I was the kind of the bad boy that the parent didn't want, you know, the good girl to be around before, you know, pre-Islam. Um, so even though when we first start to be together as boyfriend and girlfriend, we didn't have Islam. We had a parental guidance that made sure that, you know, that we was trying to do things right. So now when we got into Islam, it gave us more of courtship manual that we could see and it wasn't still too late though we was already married it's something that we still learn from and now we're able to help to chaperone others to make sure uh that all goes in accord and it's all by god's will we want to make sure that we are following his instructions and make sure that it all go goes in line and that we're being we're qualifying ourselves for marriage because it's not like you into it, like the minister say, them first three years is going to be difficult. Mm -hmm. So plan on sticking through it. But if we go through one year of it and we like, this ain't working out and we want to try to call it quit. See, that's boyfriend and girlfriend stuff. That's mm -hmm. not marriage. You know, no, you got to, well, did you try counseling? Did you even try separation? Uh, did you sleep in different spots as the Quran said? Did you, did you read from the Quran? Did you see what Allah said to do during the difficult time? So these are the kind of things that we need to know upon getting into a lifelong relationship as a marriage process is. Thank you, sir. Beautiful. Praise be to Allah. Oh, praise mm -hmm. to Allah. Very beautiful. Uh, as an, you know, the answer was so beautiful. I, you know, I, I forgot that I was the one that asked the question. I was waiting for <laughs> Sister Anissa <laughs> to take it. And I said, oh, wait a minute. Oh, she's not saying nothing. I must have asked this question. Did I ask this one? Is that, am I, am I correct? Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, you can't run That's good. You can't yeah, right. I, 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 see, I, I was just, you, you had me, Brother Chad. I was listening to you. So praise <laughs> you All right. So let me find the question that I asked. Okay, there it goes. What if I, <laughs> pardon me. What advice would you give to those who are seeking courtship and ultimately marriage? Brother Mutaka and Sister Mugaka, what do you got? Um, I would say that um, wholeheartedly to really work on yourself and um, 
your relationship with Allah and you trying to be what it is that you're looking for. First and foremost, to not rush and to pray for your spouse that you're looking for. So to pray to Allah and to be as specific as possible because Allah answers him and praises him. So pray to Allah, make your supplication to Allah and be as specific as possible. And I bear witness that Allah will bless you with what it is that you have prayed for. Um, and to really take, um, if you're going to go into courtship, to really take the courtship seriously and to try to follow the courtship to a T or the courtship manual as uh, the guidelines as much as possible because it's there for our advantage and it's there to benefit us and it's there to keep us from temptation. It's there to help us to get the most out of our courtship. So to go into that and knowing that that courtship manual is there for a reason, it wasn't made just to be made, it was made for a reason and to try to follow it as much as possible. And um, to not get so caught up into the emotion of you liking this person that you may begin to court, but to actually try to be logical in your answer because uh, the courtship is you're actually taking that person to court and you're trying, you're asking that question, you're asking that person these questions to try to get the answer to determine your judgment on whether or not y'all should be together if y'all really mesh well. Of course, you don't really know a person until you've actually traveled with this person, worked with this person, or lived with this person. But you can get a, a good, uh, you can get a, a, a good understanding of where this person is by asking the questions that are in the courtship manual. Um, just to add on. Just to add on to what she said, first thing I would I would ask the person to do is ask themselves, why do you want to be married? What are you what are your motives? Right? That's not up to me. That's up to that person. So that they go in with the right mindset, with the right understanding, looking for the right spouse, right? And so, but the first thing I would say is go study the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan's lecture. Love and duty, right? And keys to a successful marriage. I didn't say watch it. I said go. What is your role? And what is your role? Thank you. I said go study, right? Because it'll give you a good foundation and it give you a good expectation of what, <laughs> from a man's perspective, meaning being from the minister, of what we're supposed to do in a marriage, right? And so, very key. Go study love and duty. What is your role and keys to a successful marriage that ha that can't be overlooked, right? And so to add on to it, it's already been shared, right? Get your courtship manual, follow it. It's it's there for your protection, right? Um, don't enter courtship based on physical looks, right? Of course, you want somebody who's attractive, right? You know, you're going to. This is a person that you get ready to marry that you're going to potentially spend the rest of your life with. You have to be attracted to them because you've got to look at this person for the rest of your life, right? But if you're basing, basing solely off physical looks, physical forms, or whatever, you're already starting wrong. 
All right. This is why the courtship is there so you can get to know the person. So if you enter the courtship, uh, take it serious, like my wife said. Uh, be honest, right? Don't lie. Course in courtship, you're going to kind of present the. You're going to put your best foot forward, your best representative of yourself. That's that's normal. But don't lie. Don't lie, right? Um, and ask serious questions. Don't be scared to ask serious, real, life-defining questions. You want children? Can you have children? You know, if they've been if they've been married before, talk to their ex uh, husband or wife. You got to do that. Don't overlook that. Now, take, take it with a grain of salt because the ex-spouse may be bitter, right? But it'll give you a better foundation because people are not going to tell you everything, right? It's, they're not going to do it, right? And so, but I, I just want to go back to Brother Chad. He had, uh, student Mr. Chad, excuse me, had made a, a reference. And it's true, right? What he was saying about, you know, uh, get you a house before a spouse and no finance, you know, <laughs> Uh, marriage without, I forgot. Right. It's true, right? But as he was talking, I was reflecting on my marriage, right? And so when me and my wife got married, I didn't have a whole lot, right? I had a little corny job. I, you know, we had just ended up getting a, a place together. I didn't, at the time, I was coming out of a place, getting ready to go into a new place. I had a car, right? I had a little job. So I had a, a little bit of a foundation, right? But I didn't have what the status quo tends to be of what a man should have prior to marriage. Because this is a beautiful part right here, right? By me being married to the wife that I'm married to, has she's been to help me, to help me be able to acquire, and the guy helping me, right? To be able to acquire what we've been able to acquire together. So, you know, it means more because we built this life together. I didn't build it by myself. You know, or with the help of the God, and then meet my wife, and then she come in, right? That's okay too, right? This is my personal testimony. So what I'm saying is, that's that's that is not always the science to having a successful marriage. Because if you got the right wife, she'll help you get the money, right? She's gonna help you start a business, right? She's gonna help you, or she's gonna produce children for you that are gonna be be, be productive, right? With the right wife, right? So this, that's just my own little personal testimony that, again, everybody's different. Everybody's in a different uh, spot in their life where they may not be ready to have children. They may have already bought a house. They might have bought two houses. They may have already established these things, right? I was 27 when I got married. She was 20, so we were younger. Um, so, you know, that's just my own little personal testimony. But, you know, I hope I, I, hope I answered the question. Um, well, I'll put a pin in it there. That was a beautiful answer. And, you know, I actually was listening to that. The keys to successful marriage. I heard the minister say, he said, no Muslim, no Muslim should go through life without marriage. I was like, whoa, He's like, no Muslim. I was like, man, that means, you know, you got to, if you claim to be a Muslim, you know, at some point in your life, you're going to have to get married. So that was uh, very, very beautiful. Definitely. That was a plug right there. Definitely listen to that lecture. Very beautiful lecture. I'm going to turn it over to you, Sister Anissa, for the next question. So this next question is also, you know, focused on courtship. And it's the question asks, what are ways that you can have fun with your courtmate? I see Sister Mecca smiling. If y'all want to start it off. 
I mean, really, you can pretty much do anything that you would do in a day. You just need to have the chaperone. <laughs> I mean, you should have a chaperone. Um, but we, you know, we went for walks in the park and we went and got ice cream or, you know, we would go to the movies or um, we, we never went on really any, like, extravagant, like, big trip or anything like that. But, you know, we did these things. And, uh, I mean, a lot of times we were just at my house. My mom and my dad were there. Um, that was That was fun to me. It was just being able to see him, to be around him, to talk to him. Um... I mean, but really, you can pretty much do every anything that you want to do, but you should have a chaperone. You should have somebody there with you to, you know, just make sure that everything is going right. Even if it's not necessarily like a temptation thing, um, you you honestly never know who you may be going into courtship with, you know what I'm saying? And so just to make sure that both ends are safe. Um, you should always have somebody there to make sure everything is okay. But really, you can do anything. I mean, you can do anything you want. Yes, ma'am. I mean, I, I think she pretty much answered that. I'm trying, but she was as she was speaking. I was trying to think of some things I could add on. Um, I would say this: courtship is not meant to be fun. Why do I say that? If you go to court, that's not fun. Right. You go into court. Right. People are bringing evidence to either prove you to be guilty or prove you to not be guilty. Right. So, you know, we don't want to enter in courtship. I mean, you could have fun, but you know, it's serious, man. This is a person that you're considering to spend the rest of your life with. This is a this is probably one of the major, most uh, uh, important decisions that you get ready to make. Right. So, you know, again, to go back to struggle for balance. You can have a little fun, but this is serious, man. Have a fun after you say I do. You can have fun all day long, right? But take this serious, man. This is not a joke. This is not a game. This is your life. This is their life, and you are going to, inshallah, enter the uh, process of marriage and the blending your lives together into one with the God. So I would say, you know, keep it serious, and I um, mean, don't be robotic. You know, something like, like Islam, sir. You know, not like that, but. It's a serious, serious thing that you're getting ready to embark on. Take it that serious. Of course, you want to go out and spend some time together. But again, this is serious. And but like she said, have a chaperone there. That's part of the courtship manual. Um, it's for your benefit, for your protection. You know, when you get, we was younger in our 20s. She was in her early 20s. I was in my later 20s. But so it's important. If you're older, you may not think, I don't need a chaperone. You may not, but it, it may be a good idea just to have that layer of protection there because you don't want to get physical with the person, right? That's a no-no. That kills everything, right? I got a theory about that, but I ain't going to go to that on the show, right? And so, but take it serious. Limit the fun. You'll have fun after you say I do. <laughs> have plenty of fun. Have a little bit, but just, you know, keep it messiah. Take it serious. Also, because you don't know if this is the person that you're actually going to be married. Right. Courtship doesn't equal marriage. Right. There are many people who have went through multiple courtships. We just happened. He was my first courtship. I don't know if I was his first. He was my first. Let me just be and put we, on the record. Yeah. We just had, you know, we got married, but it's not always like that. You know, you right. might have to go. You might have to court two, three, four, five people before you actually find that person that is going to be your mate. 
And so, like he said, you should take it seriously. You should have fun, but you should take it seriously as well because, again, this is somebody that you're planning on, inshallah, spending the rest of your life with. And, you know, you want to be able to pick up the red flags, all of that. So you, you should take it seriously. Right. Yes, ma'am. Praise be to Allah. And now we'll go to Brother Chad and Sister Latracia. We'll also ask if you, I know you all have another engagement that you can probably also explain, but if you can also provide your closing statements along with your answer. Yes, yes ma'am. Um, I'll just speak from the standpoint of chaperoning um, in this sense, because of recent, we've had to do it, you know, in COVID and then also pre-COVID. And in the, to the uh, Sister Mecca and Brother Mutaka's point, it it really is, it, it is that. And as as the chaperones, you are really, you know, on, on that, on guard. You're almost like the bailiff. You're the, you know, in certain cases, if it's a discussion, media, you know, whatever, you're serving that point, I mean, that purpose. But I will say this, you can, because you're bringing the exhibits, for lack of a better word, to the table, you're bringing all the evidence you can find ways to do things like we've had experiences where we chaperoned and there were games involved, but that to the, the point that it, it allowed them to see how they work together, mm-hmm. you know, how they compete, how they handle loss, mm-hmm. how they right. handle winning. Um, and it was, it was an environment where it was fun that we, you know, walked in the park, um, you know, sat down and, and really had a, a, a honest discussion similar to this where they could ask questions or, you know, present things that maybe they wanted to know about marriage or what have you. So, but it really was serious. And we, you know, they found ways to make it suitable to them so that, you know, they could see how they mesh together. Um, I think was one of the words that was used or how they work together, how they handled. And we, we chaperoned to their point where it didn't end in marriage and to where it did end in marriage. But the beauty of our process I always start with this and really stress this when we are chaperoning is trust the process, because even when it didn't end in marriage, it ended amicably where they even were able to, you know, counsel out, you know, what what didn't work. They were able to have a a discussion like a brother and a sister should, you know, for because this is really marriage is the cornerstone of our nation, which is extremely important. So, you know, really looking at it from that standpoint that you you should enjoy the courtship, obviously, if you're going to marry the person. But it really is to their point, it's serious, you know, it's serious business. We really are trying to secure our nation, you know, with, with this process and, and trust in that process because it really, honestly, I can, it, it does work. It really works. Praise be to him. I bear witness to it. Absolutely. Um, I think my wife on the, the point of courtship uh, and just dealing with uh, the chaperone part because uh, we wasn't, uh, like I said, we got married before. Um, more going into like the courtship and well, already met each other. We was we was actually had seven years in. So when y'all had seven months in, <laughs> sister, sister Becky, brother, we're talking, we had seven years in <laughs> before we got married. So we most definitely, you know, and one thing I will say that just to bear witness that that process does work because I know of believers that have been together as long as us and that was in courtship less than uh, 90 days and might even been like uh, two months and end up getting married because it's just like, you know, as MGT, you know, you already know the criteria you're looking for. And as a FY, 
they also know also. So, and you got uh, the courtship manual. So you got a guide for it that's really directing you what to say, what to do, and to see the compatibilities. Uh, uh, like my brother and sister say, sometimes it might not happen the first first time. It's just like going to court. You know, somebody might have many cases. Right? You got to go to a case on this. You got a case on case that. So you got to, yeah, like the minister say, check, check the car facts. You got to see, you know, how many times this. <laughs> Have this been broken down? Uh, uh, you know, you want to check any the damage or whatnot, so you don't be in a spot where it's collateral damage. Um, but it's very, 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 very important. Um, and closing, also, just want to say, you know, marriage is very important. I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, uh, I cannot imagine, and I know my wife is the same way. You know, not being married. Uh, you know, I look at people sometimes, I don't know how y'all do it. Especially going a long time, like how do you do it? Like the phenomenon, like how? Like, please explain, like how? And especially keeping our righteousness right. and just looking for that comfort, that comfort and consoling of that companion. This is something that God has set up. This is the greatest attraction between male and female. Right. And it's the greatest attraction. And it just it's just so helpful. So, you know, uh, qualify yourself so you can go on that path. May Allah bless those who are soul searching uh, for that one that Allah has tailor made for them. Um, once again, I thank you, Brother Hashim and Sister Anissa, for inviting us on this show. Uh, I'm getting ready to uh, go and as a host on Closing the Gap, um, you know, to prepare for this show. We want to invite all of your listeners. It's beautiful because right after y'all show, then Closing the Gap come in. So they can, right after this show end, go and come over to Closing the Gap. Um, we'll be airing it on Facebook. Just look up Closing the Gap. Also, if you go to YouTube, it's Closing the Gap Broadcast. Closing the Gap Broadcast on Facebook, Closing the Gap Broadcast on YouTube. And we'll be celebrating the 64 years as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was given the title of being a minister. Uh, we have on there our dear brother from the NOI General Council, um, our dear brother Arif Muhammad. We will have from the research team, student minister Dimitri Muhammad. We also have the uh, Southwest Regional Minister, brother Abdul Halim Muhammad, and also our dear brother, student minister Carlos Muhammad. So we welcome all of those that are tuning in right after you uh, finish off this wonderful platform of male and female relationship series, then come on over to Closing the Gap. Right? Thank you, dear brother and dear sister. Uh, may Allah continue to bless y'all to keep up the great work that yes. you're doing as you. Uh, we tune in, we are telling people about this. Oh yeah, I'll be tuning in to the male and female relationship. May Allah continue to bless our Southern uh, Regional Student Minister, Brother Abdul Sharif, and the believers in March 15. We thank y'all. Uh, uh, we uh, we look forward to being back. Anytime y'all will have us, brother, we'll be there. Yes, sir. Praise be to Allah. Praise be to Allah. We enjoy having y'all you know, on the show to give you know, your experiences in marriage. So. Praise be to Allah. Thank right. you. Again. Thank you. Thank you, sister, Mecca, and brother Utaka, for your a wonderful Dialogue also. Yes, beautiful. Praise be to Allah. Assalamu alaikum, family.
Praise be to Allah. Thank you for coming on and thank you for accepting Regional Minister Abdul Sharif's invitation. It was an honor. Praise be to Allah. All praise. Yes, sir. Thank you. So, I'm going to turn it back over to you. Man, okay, praise be to Allah. So, with that, thank you, uh, Mr. Chad and uh, Sister um, Trisha, for those wonderful closing comments. So, we're going to go ahead and segue into that part of the show where you give us some closing comments, anything that you want to impart, anything that you want to live, leave with the guests, pardon me, any last minute words, you go ahead and you give those okay. at the time. Praise be to Allah. All right. All right, so we'll go before we get ready to go. <laughs> Thank you. Praise be to Allah. Um, I just want to say, you know, it was humbling and it was really an honor. And, you know, I pray to Allah that we were able to help anyone who's um, either in the process of courtship or in their marriage. You know, I pray a lot that he uses us. And, you know, um, I really want to thank Sister Anissa and Brother Hashim, because to take this subject on as youth, you all are charting the way um, really to secure our future. Um, and you all are doing such a wonderful job that, you know, most definitely I, I, I'm very honored, very proud to see you yes. all doing this work. And um, to, you know, our co-panelists, Sister Mecca and Brother Mutaka, most definitely a beautiful experience, you yes. know, just to see all the ways that a lot works um, in our nation to, to really build us and, and show all the different aspects. No one, no, none of our experiences were exactly the same, but all leading towards a lot. So, you know, I just thank a lot for this and I thank a lot for our structure, you know, um, when it comes to marriage and, and securing our marriages and our families. So all praises are due to a lot. I thank the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan because without him, I would not have had any experience with these teachings. So I'm so grateful, so humble. Um, thank a lot for the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and for really coming and seeking to save us in the person of Master Farrakhan Muhammad. And, um, you know, and I thank a lot for my husband, you know, and the beauty of this marriage. So praise be praise to Allah. To Likewise. Um, I would just add, you know, keep your eyes on the prize. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Um, uh, study those lectures as Brother Mutaka and Sister Mecca stated. You know, Google anything that you could find about marriage coming from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And know that it's a process. It's not going to be something if easy. It's going to be difficult factors. And it's not going to be the same for everyone. And don't have the attitude like I can make it in life without a man. I don't need a man. Or I don't need no wife. You know, uh -uh. We need each other because we are all here because of that great attraction between male and female. Um, I would just encourage the listeners, you know, continue to share, continue to share uh, this platform because there's so much needed. Um, I remember student minister Noor Muhammad was uh, when he was on our show closing the gap. He talked about the reason that he uh, put together those books um, before I say I do. And after I say I do said because every time they would do question and answers at the end of the lectures, the people will be asking questions pertaining to marriage. Uh, so this is very, very important. So study, study, study. Uh, follow that courtship manner. Don't don't cheat the process. That's the biggest thing. Don't cheat the process. Don't uh, try to hook up behind chaperone's bike and you talk for six months before you put in the paperwork to to go into courtship. 
you know, don't don't do that. You know, follow the way because the way that you go into it can determine the outcome of how it's going to be for our lives. Friends. Thank you, family, for those closing remarks. Praise me to a lot of Praise me to a lot. Much success in the closing the gap broadcast. You guys, no, thank you, thank you, thank you. Properly excused. Praise me. <laughs> thank, thank you, family. Praise me. So, brother Mutaka and sister Mecca, same thing. Closing remarks. Any last words that you want to impart on the guest? What are your takeaways? Go ahead, give it to us. <laughs> Praise me to a lot. Um. The beauty of marriage, family, faith, and fun, right? Beautiful, beautiful title. What I would like to leave with our guests is that Black marriages are sacred, right? Any marriages are sacred, but the Black family has been and still is under attack. So when we see Black marriages, I was talking to a cousin of mine, she's getting married and I was so happy for her. I told her the same thing. Black marriages are sacred. And when you see black people getting married, that's how you know God is on the scene. God is on the scene when you see black people getting married and staying married, right? And so recently we were studying and the minister has said that any any man or woman, but not, not to get you in our class, but this is minister teaching, right? Any man that's not married is incomplete. So the same will be said as a woman. Any woman that isn't married is incomplete. The key, the, the, but I wanna, what I want to say is that we don't want to rush into marriage. You want to be smart. You want to be scientific. You want to be uh, uh, use strategy, use proper tactics. Know what I think I can't remember who said it earlier. Know what you're looking for. Look for a certain criteria, whatever that is. Mine is not going to be yours. Yours is not going to be the next person. You know what you're looking for. In a, I ain't talking about physical. I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm talking about everything but the physical. Of course, physical is necessary, but have a certain criteria that you're looking for in a spouse and be serious. Marriage is not as difficult as they want us to believe. Yes, it is difficult, right? But it's not as, the, to me, it'd be more difficult being single because the minister said you're vulnerable being single. We all have emotional needs. We all have psychological needs. We all have physical needs. We have these needs. And if, like the brother said, you're single for a long period of time, you're vulnerable. So to me, that's more difficult than being married and being within a certain structure and institution that's approved by God. So if you are, if you're single, you know, get yourself together, build that internal God and get on the search for your spouse. Have a certain criteria, be serious. And inshallah, Allah will bless you with a spouse that you can be proud to have next to you. So I'll just end with that. And, um, I would say that um, to just remember that you don't marry the person of your dreams. The person of your dreams is inside of the one that you marry, but we have to be the ones to mind them all. I remember hearing um, Brother Nuri say that. And um, I bear witness. Um, marriage is a process. Like my husband said, we entered into a marriage, but we're not completely married because to be married means to be one. And we're, we're, we've been married almost seven years now, but we're still not one yet. Um, it's a process. 
and it's that same process that you're uh, in with Allah. So it's like a triangle. You know, the closer you and your spouse get to Allah, the closer you and your spouse get to Allah mm-hmm. on both sides, mm-hmm. together and individually. So, um, you know, just stay, be patient with whoever it is that you do decide to marry because you may both come from different backgrounds. Um, understanding misunderstandings can arise you guys may be saying the same exact thing but y'all understand it from different perspectives and to understand that each perspective should be respected and that each perspective um can be right Mm -hmm. you know um so so really just to try to understand and be patient with each other and to actually try like marriage isn't hard but it's not effortless you know, it's effortless when you love each other and you're willing to, to work with each other. But it's it's it becomes difficult when you when when you resist. You got to submit just like we got to submit to the law and our prayers. We throw up our hands. We surrender. We submit. You have to do the same thing in marriage. You have to surrender. You have to submit to the process. Otherwise, the growth can't really be there. And um, it's not about you no more. <laughs> It's about us. It's about we and what we can do and what, you know, we have together. It's no longer about what I'm about to do and what I do only affects me. No, it affects both parties. Um, Yeah, the whole family. So let's just keep that in mind. But marriage is beautiful. Marriage is fun. Marriage is holy. Marriage is sacred. And, um, you have somebody to annoy the rest of your life. Praise be to Allah. Let me add, can I add one little small bit, tidbit before we close out. I apologize, but I just thought about this because I, I don't want. I want to. I want to be universal in what we're saying. So, because we're now we're talking about pre-marriage, right? Courtship. Those who looking to get into courtship, looking to be married. But I'm sure there's people under our sound of our voice that are married, right? That are already married, right? Maybe unhappily married. Right. So if you are that, then the question is, why? What is it that you're missing? What is it that the other spouse may be missing that is causing that person to be unhappy? Right. Identify the source and go to work on it and try to fix it. You know, it it can be marriage can be difficult, but it it don't have to. be. But if you're in a marriage where you're unhappy, it happens. Right. That doesn't mean that the marriage is going to end a divorce. But you have to identify the source that's causing you all to be dissatisfied, upset, whatever the case may be. Go to work. Be serious. Again, be serious. Be honest. If you want to salvage it. Now, if you don't, that's on you. But if you have the, the mindset and desire to salvage the marriage, you know, it can't be salvaged. You already said I do. It's something in that person that attracted you to them, the reason why you married them. So just go to work to identify it. And uh, may Allah bless you to be successful in that. Thank you for listening. Also want to thank Brother Hashim for inviting me. Thank Sister Anissa for um, coordinating and facilitating the call. Thank Brother Student Minister Abdul Sharif, former Supreme former Student Supreme Captain, and uh, all the laborers of Mosque Number 15, and all the believers down there. I want to thank you all for having us on. Thank you all for who sat through us two hours of talking. I hope and pray that you got something out of it that you can use in your marriage or in your portion. Thank you. Awesome. Like
Waalaikumsalam. Yes, sir. Praise be to Allah. Beautiful closing words for our audience to, you know, take back home. Well, I'm sure y'all watching at home, but to, you know, reflect on. And so at this time, we want to go to our next commercial break, and then afterward, we'll proceed with the program. If our tech team can cue our next commercial up. Are you prepared if you have to leave your home in case of an emergency? With a portable emergency bag, you would have the food, water, and supplies that you would need for a three-day period. Order your portable emergency bag today by calling 770-884-2085. You're the only one I need. or product that you would like to promote? Feature your ads in the Male and Female Relationships series Saturday 5 to 7 p.m. Email ads 4 series at gmail.com or call 678-744-7318. Welcome back to the Male and Female Relationship series. We'll turn it over to Brother Hashim. Thank you, Sinisa. So, at this time, thank you all for watching. At this time, we're going to bring on a man who spoke to us earlier today, but I know you're excited to hear from him again because he is, as we stated, the assistant to a man whose name you heard all throughout the show. You heard multiple people thank him. He is the former Supreme Captain of the Nation of Islam, which means he was born to help the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, such a great, fantastic, wonderful man in our mm-hmm. Abdul Sharif Muhammad. So we have his assistant, a man who helps Minister Sharif in any way he possibly can, a great helper, a great worker, and a great brother in our nation of Islam, and a handsome brother, if I do say so myself, the student Minister David Muhammad. I'll turn it over to you. All praise is due to Allah. Well, that's a lot, brother Hashim. That's a lot. You make it, uh, you make it hard for me. No, no. All praise due to Allah. Well, we just like to say Bismillah rahman rahim in the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. I bear witness to the oneness of Allah, who came in the person, the Master Heart of Muhammad, to whom praise is forever due, and that the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad is the Exalted Christ, and the Honorable Minister was Farrakhan certainly is the Anointed Messiah. And I miss. I would like to greet all of our wonderful viewers today once again 
on behalf of Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be unto you. I would just like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. I want to thank our wonderful, wonderful guests who did such an excellent job in presenting today and sharing of their life experiences by the grace of Almighty God. I just want to thank our one, five, two uh, couples that were on today. And uh, we pray that all who are tuned in, that you share on social media, let the word circulate um, and uh, tune in to the Closing the Gap uh, broadcast uh, of our guests as well. And continue to tune in to the male-female relationship broadcast, the vision of student regional minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad. So just want to thank you. Thank you to our wonderful co-moderators, Brother Hashim and Sister Anissa. Did an excellent job today by the grace of Allah. May Allah continue to bless you. And I'll greet you in the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum once again. Oh, praise and at this time, we'll go ahead and bring up our final commercial for today and then, you know, stay back so we can close in prayer and then our last staff credits. Assalamu alaikum, peace be unto you, and thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the Male and Female Relationship Series. It is our sincere prayer that something was said to benefit you in your spiritual growth and development and to serve as guidance for our relationships during these troubling times. This series is sponsored by Supreme Spring Water. Live Supreme, be Supreme, drink Supreme Spring Water. Call in your order today at area code 800 573-8033 and Rise Magazine Rise to the Peak of Greatness To subscribe or advertise visit our website at www.risemagazineco.com We also invite you to log on to www.abdulsharif.com where you will find the most recent books written by our host and moderator Abdul Sharif Muhammad Log on and get your personal copy of Is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan Divinely Guided and Is He Connected to the Wheel? And A Soldier in the Movement of Christ. Also, The Great Ambassador of Love, a book of rare photos that chronicles a soldier's journey with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Once again, we thank you for being a part of tonight's conversation and we invite you every Saturday from 5 p.m. till 7 p.m. for more of the Male and Female Relationship Series. Until then, we leave you with the greeting words of peace, of assalamu alaikum or peace be unto you.
All praise is due to Allah. Thank you all for joining us this evening. We've had a wonderful program. We appreciate your time and your patience and your attention that you've given to us. And we thank Allah for giving our beautiful Southern Regional Minister Abdul Sharif the vision for this show. So at this time, we are going to close as we open by calling on the God in prayer. So please assume whatever position of prayer you find the most comfortable and we pray. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, all praise is due to Allah, the Lord of the worlds, the Beneficent, the Merciful, Master of this day of judgment in which we now live. Thee alone do we worship and thine aid do we seek. Guide us on the right path, the path of those upon whom thou hast bestowed thou favors, and not the path upon whom thy wrath has been brought down, nor those who go astray. Amen. All praise is due to Allah. Assalamu alaikum and thank you for joining.